Edwin woke from the most comfortable sleep he'd had in years. Eveline, the snow angel, was gone. The arm she placed upon his chest that night was also gone. He wasn't quite sure what to do. Should he lie there and wait for her return, for her direction? He attempted that for a minute or two, then sat, then stood, then walked around Eveline's apartment in search of something from her, a note, a finger, a tooth or a piece of hair. She was, after all, an afterlife. And even though she possessed all her parts, they were detachable. And glad he was for that, for her arm was of such comfort during his slumber. But in her home, now, he could find nothing. She was gone without a trace. But still, he was safely tucked away from the winter storm that seemed to have sat upon the city. From the window, he only saw white. Perhaps Eveline was out there. He just could not see her snow angel form against the brilliant white of day. So instead, he stepped out into the hallway. And as he did, a door opened. A young boy of seven smiled, and his younger brother shoved his way in front of him and said, Come in. Yes, come in here. What are you doing alone in the hallway? I was, I mean, I'm staying at Eveline's, you know. She always brings strangers home. Hi, strangers, though. Are you nice? I am. My name is Edwin. Well, I'm Conrad. And I'm Winston. We live here. I see. Nice to meet you. Come inside. Well, what about your parents? They're making breakfast. We have some time before we eat. Let's have an adventure. Edwin was pulled inside the home of Conrad and Winston. As the door closed behind him, he turned, greeted by their parents, and was whisked to the stairs and up to the attic. Oh my, Edwin said, the skylight is broken. Of course it is. That's how we escape, through the window. There was no glass on the floor, but snow was trailing in. This is our adventure room. We come here when we want to escape. Sometimes we go out in space, far out. Yeah, and sometimes we take friends with us. Did you want to come? Come on, come on, let's go. So they stretched out their arms, and all three were lifted up through the sky, and out they soared through the thick morning snow. We see things differently, and we hear things different too. Creatures that are taller than we are. Birds that fly without feathers. They just turn their heads from side to side and it lifts them up. Like a propeller. That's what my brother says. Like a propeller. Yeah, just like a plane. And sometimes the sun pulls us all inside. Inside the sun for some melon and pizza. Oh, I love melon. And I love pizza. Well, I have never... Edwin said to himself as they continued to soar through the snow and the sky. And just as they came through the snow and closer to the sun, the door to the attic opened wide and Mother announced it was time for breakfast. So they all returned, sat at the oval table, and ate with Edwin at their side. 
As he was about to leave, Winston took out his eye and presented it to Edwin. Now you can see things differently. And then Conrad took off his ear and handed it to Edwin. And now you can hear things different too. Oh, well, I wish I had something to give you. You have. What? Your smile in the snow next to the sun and your laugh. It's nice. <laughs> oh, well, I certainly will return the eye and the ear as soon as I have seen and heard things differently. Edwin took the eye and the ear and stepped away from the children back into the hallway. He went down the stairs and through the front door out into the wind and snow-filled city. He held the eye up to his own and the world around him changed in color and form. He then took the ear and placed it next to his own and an orchestra of sound flooded his senses. He sat on the step, bewildered and brightened. In the very next moment, Eveline sat next to him, put her arm around his shoulders and said, Well, I see you've met the boys. Edwin looked up with a tear in his eye that fell under Winston's. Yes, yes I have. They are extraordinary fellows, she said. What was that? He placed Conrad's ear next to his own. They are extraordinary fellows, she said again. Her words rang with a swirl of symphonic timbre and tone. Indeed, they are.